Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Well, it was Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Wednesday, the 11th of August, and we had a good time today, albeit we got ghosted by Azza Smith. We will hunt you down and we'll get you on the show, and you've got a lot to explain to us. But you saw 100 test veterans, so we're very respectful of you too. I look forward to catching up at some point. But how good was Lydia Ko? She was fantastic, as was Dame Nolan Taurua. They were brilliant. We got some... Uh, footballing correspondence as well out of the UK from Harry Simeo. And then we chatted many, many things throughout the show, most of it not even really sport. So it was a good good time today, wasn't it? Is? We had a great show, mate. And uh, Aaron Smith, I hope he shoots 100 at the golf course for his 100th test uh, <laughs> milestone. So anyway, that's what you get for screening us. But it's been a great show. Thanks for tuning in. Anyway, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. <laughs> Kia ora and good morning to all of Aotearoa. It is Wednesday the 11th of August and we are just after 6am in the morning and this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We are by Kiwis and we are for Kiwis and we have a huge show in store for you today. Lydia Ko is on the show. Dame Nolene Taurua and Aaron Smith for a Another big name. So how lucky are we? And again, it's Izzy. It's you just reaching deep into your contact book, my friend. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Bears. No, we're a team here. We're a team. We're both reaching out, and uh, we really appreciate everyone that's uh, coming on the show. Um, provides some great chat. Uh, and reality is it makes us look very, very good. So to keep them coming, if we get a message, <laughs> a wee DM from us, do not screen us. I know we're on the other side now. I've been on the other side as a player, and I, I know when it's actually quite funny. Uh, you know, when I when I was hitting up Aaron, I was like trying to put myself in his shoes. I would 100% said, no way, tell them to stuff off. Yeah, so, so we really, really appreciate <laughs> them coming in. And... Um, Giving us their time of day. So we've got a big show, mate. It's um it's exciting. So I'm looking forward to, to chatting to him. How are you, Bears? I'm good, mate. But that's interesting, that thought, that notion that you you would have said stuff off. Why? Because you come on the show and you get championed and you have a laugh 
and you get an opportunity to tell some nice stories along the way, and we pump you up, and we're, we're here to just celebrate our, our sports people, you know? You want to come uh, on the show. Oh, this is the show a... you want to be on. The Baz and Izzy show for breakfast on SCNZ. That's what you want to uh, be on. 100%. I, I totally agree with, with this show, but there was a lot of shows out there that when I was playing that, that weren't championing our champions. They were bringing down Ooh. our champions, you know what I mean? So my whole <laughs> mindset was, no, nah, I don't want to go talk to them. They're, they're just throwing me under the bus here, so we won't do that. But anyway, <laughs> it's all good. We're, we're on the yeah. other side now, and uh, we, we've got a great opportunity to, to pump up our athletes, talk about their successes, and and uh, we've got some great athletes coming on, and, and coaches. Um, Dame Nolene Totua, oh, man, she is an absolute champion in what she's doing with this current Silver Fern squad is unbelievable. So it'd be great to have a ins- get some insights from her. I know my sister back in Hawke's Bay should be listening. She's very, very excited. And she's actually sent me two questions I've got to ask Nolene. So that'll be quite good to, oh, to get brilliant. those across to her later in the show. Oh, that's awesome, mate. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to her as well because I think her um, her ability to paint an environment where, where the Silver Ferns can go out there and really express themselves from a coaching point of view, which I enjoy. Um, I'd love to, to pick her brain and hopefully learn a few lessons. Now, on this show, we are always going to be, well, not always, but predominantly we're going to be positive, right? Sometimes we have to just be a little bit negative. The MIQ situation, mate. What a shambles. Absolute <laughs> shambles. And I know... <laughs> The Prime Minister is going to talk about something on Thursday. Well, it, I don't know what she's going to come up with because the, the thing is an absolute diabolical situation. What about all those people who are overseas? I was reading up on this last night, mate. All those people are overseas, right? Kiwis, I might like to add. New mm. Zealand passports. They've gone overseas for yeah. one reason or the other, right? And now they're, they're stuck. They're actually not... That say their work visas and things have run out, they can't get home. So they're over there, earning no money, overstaying in countries they're not meant to be, let alone all those who have got issues going on in there in, with health and, and et cetera, and they can't even get home. How is that fair? doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I think the MIQ situation, whilst it's an absolute shambles at the, at the moment, needs some attention. Is There's my rant for the day. What? What? No, no, that's great. That's a great question. So what, what is the fix? What is the fix for the MIQ? Because obviously at the moment, all our hotels are fully um, booked out. So how do, we book, how do we sort this booking voucher out? I know you've got a bit of a predicament because you've got a, maybe a mm. potential IPL and you were saying that you, if you go, you potentially won't be back till December, late December. Is that am I right? Yeah, and that's that's not ideal for Baz and Izzy for breakfast, is it? So that won't be happening. <laughs> no, <laughs> but the, no. The, the thing don't guess, leave me, uh, bud. I won't leave you, bud. But the thing is, I guess, like, so this is where I've got a bit of a gripe. There's such inconsistencies with this whole thing. So you've got people overseas who can't get home, right? Well, I ran into someone the other day who said to me. Oh, you must it must suck not being able to go overseas anymore. And I said, like, well, yeah, but you're involved in the airlines as well. You can't go overseas either. He said, no, no, I got back I got back from LA yesterday, and I went, I beg your pardon, <laughs> I got back from LA yesterday, and he's like, yeah, but I've got double vaccination. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. Like you it can don't still matter. carry the, 
Yeah, so therefore there's there's massive inconsistencies right across our entire system, which is where the real issues sort of, for me, come into play. So, jeepers, I don't know, mate. But I, what is the, so, so what is the answer? Guy's, I think the this answer... Guy's got, this guy's got back from LA and he hasn't had the mm. MIQ. Is that what you're saying? That's right, mate. That's right. What? No. Yeah, work that one out. <laughs> yeah, anyway... <laughs> So I guess uh, my <laughs> what I'm sort of saying is there must be there must be some ways like a shorter sort of quarantine period. I read an article this morning where they're talking about if you double vaccinated, you come home, you get a test beforehand, um, you have a shorter quarantine period, you get a test after three days, and then they test you again. You've got to have QR codes, etc. So maybe that's one one potential option. Um, I don't know. I read an article John Key wrote in the weekend. As per normal, he always has he has the answers, and I was completely in behind him. So, yeah, just <laughs> listen to John Key, and everything will be all right. Anyway, but, but that's, uh, that, let's Bez. move on from that. Bez, Bez, just just before you move on quickly, sorry, I know I keep banging on the the door about this this mental health stuff, and I know I heard someone yesterday speaking about it that you know these two weeks in a room by yourself, some of these people aren't allowed to leave their room for two weeks. The only checkup they get is is a phone call over the phone. And you're stuck in a your four rooms. You've just been representing your country. Things might not have gone the same. You know, people are dealing with life, and they've been th- thrown into these mm. hotels. So that long term, I'm looking forward to um, looking forward to to Thursday and uh, absolutely hearing what Jacinda has to say and seeing if there is a better solution. Yeah, and just on that as well as we mentioned yesterday about giving us a call or, or giving. The, the relevant people are call if you do need help. Now, that number is 0800 543 354, um, which is 0800 Lifeline if anyone is in need of some support. So we should have um, read that number out yesterday, but we didn't. But hopefully, if that helps anyone, that number is there. Um, just on another note, is you had um, you had Izzy Daycare yesterday. You know, yes. uh, you want to elaborate on how that all, all sort of went down in the hoka, in the well, mansion in the hoka. Well, what just as there? I was explaining, just as I was explaining that last comment on my laptop, a little message came up, and it was from my wife. And you want to know what the message said? Your snoring has be, has got out of control <laughs> lately. So apparently, I am snoring <laughs> the house down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, well, I don't know. I'm asleep, so I, I don't know if I'm a snorer or not. But apparently, I'm a bad snorer now. So, people out there, <laughs> if you got any help for me, I've just started snoring. I don't know the reason why, Bez. I'm a I'm a big snorer at the moment. Well, normally it's about a bottle and a half of Pinot Noir, but I think there is an answer. There is a, a solution to this, right? And it's not that you have to go and shower or sleep in the other room. It's you get that temper bed, mate, and you just elevate your head slightly. <laughs> oh. And all goes away. I can tell you from experience, okay? So yeah. there you go. Wait till you get wait till your temper bed arrives and all will be fine. Tell Daisy, just hang in there a little bit longer. All right, I must have give Kusha another call from Temper and sort that out because I know you sleep <laughs> on a little ten degree angle. I can only know that for for yep. a fact. You've told me, and and yep. Liz is not happy with that. But anyway, it feels like you're sleeping in separate beds, but that's okay, mate. We can fix that up later. Uh, Daddy daycare, <laughs> Daddy daycare was great yesterday. Um, 
started with a flat tire. Uh, hit, went out to go get the trailer, and <laughs> we we're gonna. Me and Arlo were just. <laughs> me and Arlo were about to start shifting some wood, and I went to go put the trailer on on the back of the truck, and it's got a flatty. Oh man, I, I can't oh, even change. Right. I can't even change a nappy, near alone a tire. So here's me. Had to go into my truck, go find the, <laughs> find the car jack, put it under the um trailer, change this tire. Had to take it and get it fixed. Got that sorted, and just um yeah, went around the house. Picking up pieces of wood, you know, lifestyle blocks and and uh, things like that. You know, just after building, there's just wood everywhere, nails everywhere. Uh, so I just went around picking up things, and then I noticed something, Baz. My precious lawn, my precious lawn. Yeah, I told you last the other day that the cows got on the front paddock. So I went yeah. and closely investigated it, and there is big footprints around my whole entire grass. <laughs> Here's this. This is my pride and joy that I've put so much money into and now these cows have gone and walked all over my grass and now there's got big footprints through the whole paddock or through the whole lawn. So oh, how do you know, fix it? How do I fix little, that? You have to get a little fertiliser, sand. Like, you know, on the golf course, you get the little sand buckets which have like fertiliser in them. So you do that. You just have to go around well, and fill them all up. I don't know. In, anyone out there got any solutions? Double eight, double three. How do I fix footprints from big cows or or cattle? I should say because cows is a is a girl cattle. I've just learnt. Um, how do I fix it? <laughs> Give us a text. Double eight, double three. Because uh, it, it was an all sort. I'm an all sorts here. <laughs> what about? All right, that's. I feel like we just we've run country clueless a bit early again. But anyway, what about what about the um, daycare side of it? Like your kids, like that's your cows. What about the kids? I saw a picture of them. No. The <laughs> well, the kids were obviously next to work. me. They were next to me. They were right by me. So, you know, I'm I'm doing daddy daycare while they're following me around. That was a great day, actually. The kids were. It was a beautiful day in Christchurch. It was 17, 17 degrees, no wind, blue skies. So the morale was really up. And the kids just, yeah, we just had a lot of fun around the house. They just helped me clean a few things. Went, took them for rides on the motorbikes. They rode, rode their bike around the, around the driveway. It was, a, it was a good day. It was a great day just, just cruising. And then today I've got a few jobs after this. I'm going to go water blast the driveway, water blast the decks, and um, get some jobs done while they're at daycare for, for six hours. So busy, mate. Busy on these life be, sentence blocks. You'd be a fun dad. I reckon you'd be a fun dad. So your kids have yeah, fun when they're around, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I like to have a little bit of fun. We, oh, we play hide and go seek. What else we do? We watch terrible TV shows. Hudson's Playground. Have you heard of this thing called Hudson's Playground? Anyone out there heard of Hudson's Playground? Man, it is the worst show. Or Blippy. Blippy. It's Blippy. Am I missing something here? What's Blippy? Go, go YouTube Blippy, mate. You. Did it make you want to shout, Blippi? He's this, he's this guy. He's this guy who wears Blippi glasses and a little two-piece outfit. So go go YouTube Blippi and watch it, mate. It'll get stuck in your head. It's a bit like the quizzy, isn't it? <laughs> I can't wait for another rendition of that after yesterday's absolute winning. Oh, here we go. I've got a text. Anyway, got a it is. Got a text, Bears. Got a text here. All right, Not sure read this they one are then. cattle if they are footprints. Maybe it was hoof prints. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. You're, you're having a laugh now. Well, that, 
That, that looks very similar to Luke Romano's number. Anyway, this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and it's about 17 minutes past six on Wednesday, the 11th. Back soon. 21 minutes past six, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. The lads are on fire this morning. Daddy Daycare with Izzy. Some great content coming out there. Double eight, double three is the text number. And when you text, remember, you could be having one of those temper beds that Baz keeps talking about with the incline. Text of the month wins a $10,000 temper bed. Text of the week wins a temper pillow valued at $299. And 0800-150 is the Kennard's higher phone line. We'd love to hear from you throughout the morning where, well, on whatever it may be. There's a couple of great texts here, Baz, including somebody who shares your gripe about MIQ. Yeah, this is Reese. He's from Dunedin too. Maybe it's just us Dunedin folk. Love the show. The MIQ situation is a farce. Why don't they reduce the amount of days people are forced to stay from 14 to, say, 7? Test twice in that time. Two negative tests mean you're free to go. It means more Kiwis can get back into the country. It's only fair. Now, I know there's going to be a little bit of um, resistance to the theory of opening up our borders as well. But, look, I think something needs to be done at the moment. It's not working. We need to get more Kiwis home. We need to be able to get home to your own country, and at the moment that is not been able to ha- uh, that is not allowed to happen. So things need to improve. I don't necessarily have all the answers, but there's got to be a way. There's far smarter people out there than than me on the subject, but it just doesn't seem quite fair to me. And Reese agrees, but send us a message on double eight double three and let us know your thoughts on that, or send us a message and let us know your thoughts on whether you think Izzy can change a tyre or a nappy as well, which is some great <laughs> chat for early in the morning. <laughs> you can't even change a nappy, let alone a tyre. Oh. That's brilliant, Is Yeah, well, when I was changing the tyre, um, obviously, you know, wound up the, 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 the car jack underneath the tyre and, and had it all in place. And then I was trying to wrench the, the bolts off the tyre and while I was doing that, it kept moving the the car jack, and then the car jack would slip off the off the off the the the, the, uh, the trailer would slip off the car jack, and then I'd have to wind it down again, put it back under, start winding it back up because the bolts were obviously tight. It took me about twenty eight minutes, and um, yeah, I was very <laughs> very frustrated with that. And uh, thank thank goodness for AA, you can give them a call any time, any day, and they'll come change it for you. So. <laughs> That's the whole reason I haven't changed a time, mate, because they, they have done it for me. Anyway. What about your nappy technique then? Um, oh, man, that was just that was just terrible comment, mate. I'm I'm pretty good at changing nappies, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, do you know the best thing? Do you know the best thing now is my kids, they only wear a nighttime nappy at the moment. And so not having to change a nappy throughout the day is absolute lifesaver. Like the, those three years there of changing nappies was um was not enjoyable so i'm happy i'm out the other side the kids are three or four i actually spoke to daisy last night i was like do you reckon we could you know would you have another one and i was actually quite keen but she's like nope kids are kids are at school arla's going to school next year tilly's after that imagine having a little human a little human that's that's six months old while her brother and sister's gone to school so uh i was pretty keen but daisy's right off it sure you're keen on the practice anyway there's another couple of texts here too put the cows in the freezer brian mm. right that's brian brian good to see you haven't Brian's even got the away. cows anymore your cows are gone yeah i already said yesterday brian they pretend they're gone and I, I i know where they're going they're going to a happy place 
to go to a happy, happy place. <laughs> but I want to, Bez, I don't know if you're a, you're a snorer. I don't know if you're a snorer. But I've just started snoring lately, apparently. And I, look, I know the reason. I know the reason. It's probably because, you know, Izzy's maybe a couple of kilos heavier than usual. Um, but if anyone out, else out there is a snorer, give us a text and let me know things I could do to, to prevent me from snoring. I don't know I'm snoring, but I, every time I wake up, Daisy's gone. So that's probably obviously the reason. And then she's just flipped me a message this morning saying that I'm a snorer now. So I need help. I feel, I feel blocked up. Feel blocked up, snoring, sleeping on my side. I'm sleeping on my side, she reckons, and I'm still snoring. So, give us a help. Give us a hand. Well, it's not gonna. It's not gonna help with the ambitions of your, another child either, is it? Let's be fair. <laughs> What's this one? Uh, no. Craig gets some higher grade of earmuffs. Then, well, it's a bit harsh, isn't it? I mean, sort of. You you got to deal with snoring to a degree, but. Mate, you're all will be fixed. When the temper bed arrives, all will be fixed. Mark my words, my friend. Everything will be good. You'll be back in the good books. Oh, here we, here we go, Bears. Here we go, Bears. So this is this is my fault here. So I've obviously put it up on the jack, and then I've started loosening it. So people have come in and said, Izzy, loosen the nuts when the trailer is on the ground, bro. Then lift it. Cheers, Steve Orks. When changing a tile, first oh. rule is to loosen, then wheel, loosen the wheel nuts while it's still on the ground. Then jack it up. Okay, okay, okay. I figured that out now. Cheers, lads. I kind of figured that when I was halfway through, but I'm so stubborn I didn't want to uh, give in, so I just kept doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great honesty. I was so stubborn I just kept on doing it. That's great advice, though. Absolutely brilliant. Early in the morning, the boys are up and about, aren't they? That's great. Or... Just ring AA. That was the other alternative, right? Just phone in the experts. Mate, I can't ring AA for a, a trailer. Back. Can I ring AA for a trailer at home? I can't do that, can I? Man, they'll, come, they'll turn up and laugh, wouldn't they? Well, <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I mean, you you had a, a magnificent goose step. You're not, you're not meant to also then be able to change your car. <laughs> like, we all have our strengths and our weaknesses, right? Goose step was your strength. The tyre changing, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crikey. Oh, crikey. We've got yes. some good guests coming up today, mate. Lydia Co. that's uh, that's going to be a good chat. Looking forward to chatting to her. She's over in Scotland, isn't she? Yep, she's over in Scotland. She's preparing for the Women's uh, Scottish Open. It's, mate, she is such a such a trooper. Like she's, She was in America, and then she went to Tokyo, and now she's gone to Scotland. So her body clock must be all over the show in just shows how great these these women golfers are and men you know men athletes that have to tra- athletes in general that have to travel around the world acclimatize in such a small amount of time i think she tees off in about two or three days and acclimatize in such a small time and then actually push for a title you know so it'd be great to chat to, to lydia and see what her plans are and see how the olympics was for her in, in general and yeah, looking forward to just chewing the fat with our good friend. She's so busy, she hardly ever comes on the airways. So we're very, very lucky, Baz. Going to be great to chat to her. And our, our good man, Azza Smith. Obviously, it's still Bledisloe Cup week, mate. We've still got to touch on that later in the show. I'll digress into what I think that they need to work on, um, some of the work-ons they would have had, and how that review maybe on Monday went and, and the squad was named yesterday. Today's their day off, so we're very, very lucky to have Aaron Smith on the show on the on the All Blacks Day Off Day.
Yeah, there's plenty to get through and plenty to talk about today as well, including some other big topics which we'll get to in time, including Chris Ken's situation too. So anyway, it's um, this is Baz Nizzi for breakfast on SCNZ and it is coming up at 6.30. So here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. 29 minutes away from 7. Tomorrow with Rebel Sport, who are celebrating their 25-year anniversary. And Rebel Sport's been a big part of all of our lives growing up as Kiwi kids in New Zealand with cricket bats. I mean, Christmas and birthdays, what do you want for Rebel Sport? Really was the question, wasn't it? So we're counting that down, and that starts tomorrow. And I've seen the list. There's definitely going to be some controversy because there always is when you put a list like this together. And I know what we're talking about tomorrow, but I'm not going to tell you just yet because you can still you can still text in any late noms available Get them involved. It's time for Love Racing. Your home for every Love Racing NZ update. Your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Love Racing NZ. And boys, the Grand National Carnival is back at Rickerton this year. So due to COVID last year, the Jumps Carnival down there got cancelled and, and didn't go ahead. But we are back. The first day was on the Saturday, and today we have the Hospitality New Zealand 131st Grand National Hurdle, over 4,200 metres. That's a, imagine trying to run that far and then have to jump over hurdles in between, and they do it pretty quick as well. It's worth $75,000, and Chief Sequoia is the favourite. Into $2.30 for Johnny Wheeler, the master trainer when it comes to jumps horses. Arjun went out a pretty short price favourite on Saturday, but didn't seem to lift. So $6.70 for Kevin Myers there. The Cossack is second favourite with Sean Phelan doing the riding there. Um, you've got some other chances. Richard of York for the Tiarkow stable, and then it's wide open. But Chief Sequoia for Johnny Wheeler is the one the punters like at this stage. And after that classy performance on Saturday, it's easy to see why in the 131st national Grand National Hurdle, great to have the jumps back down there at Rickerton. The Grand Ste- National Steeplechase is this Saturday, so we can chat about that closer to the time as well. Baz, that's for Love Racing, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Do you follow the jumps or do you have a punt on the jumps? And yesterday you said you punt flies going up a wall, so I assume the answer is yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love punting on the steeplechase or the jumps because your money just takes a lot longer to, to fly out the window, doesn't it? So it's sort of you get an opportunity to actually really enjoy the, enjoy the race. I don't know a lot about jumps racing. Um, I know that there's, there's a strong following in it as well. Um, you know, like those who enjoy... Um, the jumps, they're really committed to it and, and they're real stoic in their, in their defence of the sport. So I know there's a little bit of, um, I guess, uh, animosity towards it at times as well. But look, I think it is a, a great sport and I do try and make a quid off it. But I'm not very good at it, to be honest, Louis. I think I can improve a lot on my study, perhaps, of the jumps and, and maybe get a bit more understanding of the breedings of um, what makes a, a good jumper in New Zealand too. Just a quick one here. Old Murray has sent us through a text. He said, when does the sports show start today, <laughs> fellas? Murray. I mean, it's probably a fair point. <laughs> we, I mean, we probably could have got into the sports stuff a little earlier rather than sort of going through a day in the life of Baz and Izzy as sort of plastic farmers and poor tyre changers. But, I mean, that's, it's fun as well, right, Murray? That's I'm sure life, man. With us, we'll get into it. It's life. It's life, isn't it? It's is. life, Baz. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's life. Yeah, mate. it is. Hey, just on that steeplechase, <laughs> on the steeplechase, I've, I've, had, I've had a punt on it. I've had a punt on it when they, when they raced it up at Allersley 
in Auckland. But the worst thing about it, mate, is I've just, you know, I'm a, I'm a horrendous punter. I just punt on the next race, next race, next race. So the only reason I've had a punt on it is because I thought it was the next race. And then I'm watching it. And I figure out they're actually jumping hurdles throughout this race. And it's pouring down with rain. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what you do like. You like Quizzy Dag, and that's coming up soon as well. So it's 6.36 here on... Baz and Izzy for breakfast on e- on SENZ. Remember, Quizzy Dag, take on the Ismaster and you could win a $50 bonus bet with the TAB. Call now 0800-150811. 19 minutes away from 7 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 0800-150811 is the line for Quizzy Dag. That's the Kenata open line. And double eight double three. there's some awesome texts stacking up there. We'll get to throughout the morning. When you text, you could come away with a temper bed for text of the month or a temper pillow for text of the week even. And we know how good those temper beds are. Um, Baz, late last night, though, we received some pretty pretty well tough news, really, about a, a great of New Zealand cricket, Chris Cairns. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chris Cairns obviously gravely ill, as you would have heard in Trudy's news bulletin. Um, look, it's it's a difficult subject, to obviously, talk about. We've we haven't seen each other for uh, for quite a long time, and I guess been reflecting on just how fine a cricketer he was when the news came through, and and what he did for the game in New Zealand cricket throughout that um, those his career as well. And um, look, our relationship is kind of unimportant. The whole thing, the fact is that. You know, he's a Chris is a father and and also a child and uh, and also a son to um, Lance Cairns and and Sue. And they've already had such tragedy throughout their life as well, um, with the loss of uh, of Chris's sister a long time ago as well. So, look, it's a, a really difficult time for all those people, and um, I know the cricket community and all those who support um, the Cairns family will be suffering right now. So today. My family and myself are all thinking of those people who are suffering. Uh, very, very, very kind words, mate. And uh, I think we all kind of sympathise and, and uh, feel very, very similar at this time. At 18 minutes away from 7, 0800 it is time for... It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> well, there we go. Quizzy Dag is on. Hey, I'd just like to say. Sentiment, those words that Baz has just said about the great Chris Cairns, absolute champion. We wish him and his family uh, all the best wishes over the next couple of days. I hope it all turns out he's all, all okay. Um, let's move into this. You know the rules. Five questions. You get them five. You get five questions right. You win $50 courtesy of the team at TAB. We got Mark on the line. Mark, morning, Mark. Good morning, guys. Morning, bro. You know the rules here. Five questions, you get them all right, you get 50 bucks. Question number one. Kata is an event at in which Olympic sport? What was the, what was the, what was the sport here? Kata is an event in which Olympic sport? You there, mate? Yeah. You there? Hello? Can you hear me? 
Hello, hello. We got some te technical difficulties here. Is it? We might have to go to Callum. Callum. G'day. Callum, you there? Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. We, we had some te technical difficulties with uh, Mark. So you're first up. Kata is an event in which Olympic Karate. sport? There you Karate. go. Beautiful. Well done. Yep. Who will captain the Black Caps on their tour to Bangladesh and Pakistan this year? Tom Latham. Beautiful. Which club is Messi about to sign with? PSG. Beautiful. Australia got their lowest ever T20 score. How good yesterday yeah, against Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Yep. Oh, yep. What was the score, mate? Uh, was it 58? Oh, no. Oh, bugger. Uh, Unlucky. Sorry, uh, mate. Next time. Right, Tim. Hey, Tim. How are you, boys? Question number four, mate. Good, mate. 62. Good, mate. Question number four. Australia got their lowest ever T20 score against Bangladesh this week. What was it? 62. Beautiful. Beautiful. Here we go. To take it home, $50. Which netballer currently on maternity leave was included in the Silver Fern squad yesterday? Is it Ikenasha? Is it how Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that, mate. I'll give you that. I'll give you that, Timmy. There you go. Too easy. Too easy. I'm in a good mood today. Well done, Timmy. Stay on the okay. line and they'll sort you out, bud. Well, I reckon, Baz, that was very nice, wasn't it? I thought it was a pretty, some pretty good efforts. I feel a bit sorry for Mark. He might have had all of them. He might have missed, missed out on the old voucher, but... That's just unlucky, isn't it? It's your rules, and you make them, and you decided to move on from them. So there's no real challenging the quiz master. Well, he must have had his phone on mute. When... Must have had his phone on mute, mate. So there you go. There's there's the quiz for today. But what about that Messi? We're going to chat about that later. But that's huge, huge news coming up in in, in yeah, the sports huge. world. PSG, huge news. Right, it's 13 minutes to seven on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Let us look up to this weekend. That's a huge sporting event, and no doubt you'll want to be involved with an All Blacks experience. So 0800 150 811 is the Kennards Hire phone line. Call any time, and you could come away with our All Blacks experience by being the caller of the month. Thanks to Ballpark Entertainment on SENZ. That's going to be a big game, but I don't reckon, Izzy, there's a bigger star in world sport than Lionel Messi. No, Lionel Messi, game changer. The news coming out of uh, Europe that he's leaving Barcelona and potentially, while well, he is, he's heading over to Paris to join Neymar and Mbappe. Man, what an absolute stacked lineup over there if he commits and he passes his pra uh, practical uh, assessment with the doctor over there. So we've got an absolute. UK-based football broadcaster who's all over the story in the in the UK. We think Harry Simeal is a absolute superstar when it comes to football, and he knows everything we need to know about this Lionel Messi uh, situation. And he's joining us from the UK. Morning, Harry. How you doing, guys? Morning. You've talked me up so much. I feel like I've got to deliver now. <laughs> You have to deliver, mate. What's going on? This is huge, huge news coming over from the UK. Milano Messi leaving Barca and heading to PSG. Is it a signed, signed and sealed as, as a reporting? 
Well, it seems to be. Uh, PSG have been teasing everybody all day with their social media posts. Uh, they've shown clips of him arriving at the airport and then clips of him arriving at the stadium, the Parc de Prince. So there's been lots of teasing going on from Paris Saint-Germain today, which suggests that the deal is very, very close now. It's a really sad way, though, I think, to end his Barcelona career because Lionel Messi, for many of us, is Barcelona. You know, he was a, an incredible player during his time. He still is an incredible player, but his career was really all about his spell at Barcelona and all the amazing things he did. And the way it's ended, I think, has probably just left a bit of a sour taste in some people's mouths. There's a there's a big thing here in Europe where, you know, Paris Saint-Germain are one of those clubs that have essentially come out of nowhere, have got some big investment and have kind of really closed the gap on Europe's elite now. And they've done some big transfers in the past, but this one tops them all for sure. Can you explain how and this, how and why this had to happen? Uh, just delve into a bit more detail on why he couldn't stay at, at Barcelona. Yeah, so Barcelona, like many clubs in Europe at the moment, are really, really struggling uh, with the effects of, of the, the coronavirus pandemic. But also, Barcelona have been heading in this direction for a few years now. They've not been run very well. And financially, as a football club, they're in a really difficult spot. What happens in Spanish football is that there is a salary cap which is based on what your club turns over in terms of revenue. And Barcelona, unfortunately, find themselves in a position where they can't actually afford to give Lionel Messi a new deal, despite him offering to take a or agreeing to take a 50% pay cut on what he was earning previously. So this is a really horrible situation for Barcelona, but they've found themselves in a place where they just simply can't do the deal anymore. Um, but the problem doesn't end here with Lionel Messi because they've still got a number of players on their books, very high-profile players that they'll need to consider moving on so that they can uh, make sure they're within the uh, salary cap so that they can register all of their players and continue to compete at the top of the division. Harry, so how long would Messi have signed with um, PSG for? So what we're being told is it's a two-year contract uh, with an option to extend it for a third, but that will be reviewed, uh, of course, during his time. Now, he's going to earn over £100 million if he stays the duration of those two years. So it's a really huge investment on Paris Saint-Germain's part. But initially, it's a two-year deal. We are being told, though, that there will be an option in that contract to extend it by a further year if all parties agree. Well, Jeff... If I had a hundred million, I'd be a hell of a bloke. Anyway, what um, what about Jack Grealish? He's uh, he's a hundred million pound man as well, isn't he? Yeah, Jack Grealish has joined Manchester City from Aston Villa in a deal worth a hundred million pounds. And actually, Aston Villa set a release clause for Jack Grealish when he signed his new contract last year, which meant that if anybody met that valuation, they would have no option but to allow him to leave. And that was really smart business from Aston Villa because it safeguarded themselves against having one of their best players plucked away from them. Uh, it's meant that they'll be compensated uh, very fairly. And, uh, yeah, Manchester City are, are the PSG equivalent here in the UK, and they're, they're making moves in the transfer market. And I've got a feeling they're not done just yet. Mate, talk to us about this PSG makeup. We've got Neymar, they've got Mbappe, they've got uh, potentially Lionel Messi. Like, what does this do to their squad and their makeup? They will be absolutely unstoppable, surely. Yeah, they they will be, and they've gone really close in recent years to to taking the European Cup. They 
lost the final a couple of seasons ago and they've really, really grown as a football club because of this huge investment that they've made. But you're now talking about one of the most, I guess, uh, incredible front threes that you've ever seen in world football. They've also brought in mm. Gianluigi Donnarumma, who was the uh, Euro 2020 uh, winning goalkeeper for Italy. They've also brought in Sergio Ramos from Real Madrid, who's been one of the greatest defenders probably the European game has ever seen. So their investment is, is continued this summer, despite all the impacts of the pandemic. And, uh, you know, you've got to, I guess they're going to be under serious pressure to, to prove themselves now on the European stage, because when you make that kind of investment, you need results. Mm. Yeah, Harry, just um, just for your info, I'm not sure if you're aware of the uh, the exchange rate between New Zealand and the pound, but it's a hundred... Hundred ninety-seven point five million New Zealand dollars. That is worth. That is. Wow. That, that would buy a lot of racehorses. <laughs> anyway, mate, we just wanted to say a massive <laughs> thank you for uh, for coming on our show as well. We appreciate you taking the time to speak to us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And it's nice to be able to talk some sport with someone who knows a lot about the English and well, not just English football, but football all, all around the world. So thank you very much, Harry. That is Harry Simeo, the football broadcaster out of the UK. Ours, that's why we get the experts on. Because that little four or five minutes there just gave us everything we need to know about the game and the big the big movements and big transfers going on overseas. So we're lucky and I'm sure Murray will be happy about that as well that we managed to get a bit of sport into our into our breakfast show before the seven o'clock news. So good questions too. You got a bit of knowledge on the old footballers. Eh? Bit of a dark oh, horse. No, Very no I, I don't know. I don't know everything. I don't know everything, but I do love football, and I I I, I like Sergio Ramos when he was uh, at Real Madrid. Just playing a lot of FIFA on the PS4, mate. You know, just that's how I I understand a lot of this. So all good. It was great chat from Harry. Good man. Gotta and good morning. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. And we're just after 7 a.m. on Wednesday, the 11th of August. Really cool chat straight out of the UK with Harry Simeo, who was all things football and updated us on the news of Lionel Messi's move to PSG and also Jack Grealish's mammoth £100 million contract. Just a little shy of what Izzy is also on per year. Good morning, Iz. (laughs) Morning, my mate. No, it's been a great show so far. We've talked life. We've talked sport, and now we're about to chat to one of our global superstars that's representing flying our Kiwi flag with pride, Lydia Ko. But before we get to her, we'll read some texts. I've uh, got a good one here. Maureen Alaz, just a quick thanks to Izzy. I met my girl six years ago and hated rugby. <laughs> Convinced her to watch an AB's game and put some money for a first try scorer. She picked a guy because she thought he was ugly. Six years later, and two kids. <laughs> Thanks, Izzy Dag, for scoring the try and making my missus love rugby. Cheers, Johnny King. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> I'm glad I can help you in some way, my mate. Can you help me with my snoring? I'll give you a call later. Another one here. Cows <laughs> have gone to a happy place. Happy meal at McDonald's. Jordan. Jordan. Can't do that, mate. Well done. Well, they have. And we've got another one here from <laughs> Willie from Pegasus. He's a great supporter of our show, Baz. Is he? I'm a massive yep. snorer. Tried heaps of different things, including a mouth guard. But well, listen to this. The missus got 
this watch that gives you a wee shock when you snore. Doesn't wake you or hurt. Mrs. is happy. What, what do you reckon about that, Paz? A wee watch? I don't know if I could trust Daisy with that thing. Yeah, I don't know about that. It sounds a little bit like an electric collar or something. Like that doesn't seem quite right, does it? Just to get a little sting sting on the wrist. Far out. There's certain lengths you'll go to. Just get your temper bed. Raise it 10 degrees. You'll be laughing. Absolutely laughing. What else? There's another one here. Lydia Ko, back-to-back wins Canadian Women's Golf Open as an amateur. 2012-2013. Craig, that's, I'm guessing, for our top 25 sporting moments, which... The vote is out for that. But I'm going to hand over to you, Is to introduce a very good friend of yours. Yep, just before we get into Lydia, if you've got any questions, give us a text, double eight, double three, to fight. we'll fire those through to Lydia. Um, we're very, very lucky to have her on our show. It's a true honour to welcome into the Baz and Izzy Breakfast Show, someone that really doesn't need any introduction. She's an absolute global superstar with 21 professional wins to her name, Olympian, with two medals, a silver and just recently a, bl- a bronze and well, the saying goes, we love championing our champions, and this one will be right up there. Lydia Ko, my good friend, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Seeing you've just landed in Scotland, how how are you? How are you, Lids? I'm doing good. How's everything with you? Uh, we're very good. We're very good. I know you're uh, you travel. You travel all over the show. So have you acclimatised to Scotland time zone yet? Uh, not really. I was lacking a little bit of sleep um last couple of days, but hopefully I've had a long day today, so hopefully that will get me um more in this time zone. Uh but you know, it is what it is. I think it's a really cool opportunity for us to be able to travel and uh, go to these amazing places. So no complaints. Hey, just tell us about these Olympics. You've just left Tokyo and you represented us so well. Um, tell us what it meant to, to you winning a medal. I know you dedicated that to your, to your late grandmother, so condolences to you and the family. Yeah, um, you know, obviously any opportunity to better represent New Zealand and especially at a level like that uh, is, is a huge honour and um, being there at my second uh, Olympics, uh, I was super excited for it. A little different with no COVID this time around, but um, yeah, you know, to be at a medal again and, you know, after what my family's gone through with, you know, losing uh, my grandma, um, I felt like this was uh, kind of a way for us to be able to kind of see like the happy side on the other side of the rainbow. Um, and I feel like my grandma was watching over me and uh, helping me go through the week. So, yeah, um, it was it was a big week, and you know, hopefully, I represented our family, and, and um, Grandma made her proud. Lydia, it's Bessie. I just um, I watched you perform last week, and you just got such an amazing perspective on the game, and your sportsmanship is is something that is truly inspirational. Does a lot of that come down to the perspective, like what you're just saying about um, your grandma and 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 representing your family, does that allow you to then be able to be so in the moment and just appreciate the game? I think I've been very fortunate about the people that have like been with me this whole journey. My family has always helped me to keep me grounded and you know, not get too ahead of myself. And um, the team that have 
uh, I've been around obviously has changed uh, throughout my career, but I think whoever's been there, they've always been a huge influence. And uh, I think that's why it's so important to, you know, surround yourself with people that, you know, can um, uh, support you and, you know, give you advice. And I've been very fortunate with that. On uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast last week as well, Lydia, um, Izzy revealed to us that he's having real dangers with his short game, and we tried to get Phil Toltovarin <laughs> on here to help him out, and he said he was unhelpable. But do you have any any uh, words of advice for the problems that Izzy's facing with his short game? Um, I mean, I've played with him, so I it wasn't bad in my memory. So uh, I don't know what happened there uh, to Izzy. Um, but I don't know. I think we all have, you know, ups and downs, right? And sometimes when, like, things don't go your way, you kind of feel like you're never going to get it back. But with some practice and, um, you know, dedication, uh, I'm, I'm sure Izzy will be uh, back on on track uh, in no time. Oh, this is unfixable, Lids. But the problem is, I think it's where my ball starts. So I'm playing my wedges. I'm playing a 54 degree. And what I'm doing, I think I've got the ball position right in the middle of my start. Should I be playing it off the back foot more and, and actually compressing the ball? Can you just give me a, elaborate a little bit where I should hit my, my wedges, where the ball should be? I think it obviously depends. You know, the lower the trajectory you want to hit, the back, the more the ball goes back in the stands. Um, and uh, putting, I think, even if I'm hitting, like, bunker shots or I think to have good contact is probably the biggest key in short game, I would always, like, try and put at least more weight on my forward foot, so the left foot, and then I know that at least even when I'm using the bounce, uh, I'm able to deliver the club more consistently and get that closer contact to the ball. So I think ball position is something that you adjust, but making sure that there's a little bit more weight on the forward and the front foot is, is important. Oh, that's that's handy. I'm going to go practice this after. So, all right, Liz, before we let you go, Lydia, you are so consistently good at the moment. You're top 10 every week. What can you put that down to? What's the little thing that we can see in that game and we're watching on TV that we can put that down to? Um, I mean, I've, I've been playing really solid this season. Um, I had a stretch in a month or two ago where um, I wasn't, like finishing, uh, you know, higher or playing as consistently. But I think to me, like, it comes a lot down to, like, confidence. I think skill-wise, it doesn't change much. But I think if I'm confident, then I'm able to play with more freedom and be a little bit more aggressive. And I think that the big key that I learned at the Olympics was that you know, playing aggressively actually made me play more freely and more confidently. And I think I was just able to produce better scores. And um, you know, being at the Olympics, knowing that you, only three people medal, I think that's why I played with more of that kind of strategy and it works. So I'm trying to use that more into effect uh, when I'm actually playing uh, uh, regular events as well. So, yeah, I think confidence is um, a big thing and, uh, you know, momentum is another one. So hopefully I'm going to feed on the good momentum and see where it takes me. Oh, mate, we're so proud of you. You are playing with absolute confidence. But before you go, last question, when are you coming home, New Zealand? We miss you. <laughs> um, well, I have to go home to have a game with you, right? <laughs> so, yes. I don't know. I haven't been home. <laughs> I haven't been home since 
21 minutes past 7 o'clock on a lovely, lovely Wednesday morning here at SENZ. And it is, uh, we'd love to hear from you, 800 150 on the Kennard's Hire phone line. And remember, when you when you call, well, you put yourself in the line for this All Blacks experience with the Bledisloe Cup not possible. So there's only one week to go. Well, now three days to go. So keep calling. And 8833 is the text line for the Temper Pillow, which would be the text of the week, and the Temper Bed, valued at $10,000 for text of the month. So we are in a very generous mood here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And why wouldn't you be when you have superstars like Lydia Ko donning the show, Izzy? Mate, she was so amazing. Uh, just what she's done over the last... She's only, you know, she's only late into her 20s and she's still got a hell of a future ahead of her. And I know back in the day she was uh, she was talking about that she wanted to retire around 30 and she's going to get into um, sports psychology and she wanted to study. I know she's studying at the moment yeah, probably one paper a year with how busy she is. But, yeah, mate, she had the world to her oyster and what she's achieved in such a... Relatively small career. She's only young in, in age. She's truly amazing. We're so lucky to have her part of our country, flying our flag with pride. So anyone out there, if you've got any great memories of Lydia and what you love about her, give us a text on double eight double three. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we're all about champion our champions. And Lydia Coach, she is an absolute Kiwi champion, isn't she, Bez? Yeah, she sure is, mate, and it seems to be all the people agree as well. Richie says, big takeaway from, for me from watching Lydia in that final round was her sportsmanship, simply next level, even in the playoff. So maybe that, that mentality that you've mentioned about her wanting to study sports psychology beyond her playing career is already in operation in her own career. So good pickup and good inside knowledge too. Also, Luddy here. Luddy, is it Ludi? Luddy? Might be a typo, Lucy. Anyway, we're fortunate to have... Lydia in New Zealand as she is simply a good person on and off the golf course. Couldn't agree more. And that was a fascinating, fascinating um, interview led so beautifully by you as well. So good job, mate. And from one Olympian to a potential Olympic sport, how's about the old chat around cricket going to be the Olympics? Is They're talking about eight teams, T20 format. And they're trying to get a hold of the of the old Indian rupee with the broadcasters, uh, the IOC. So leave some of that rupee for the rest of us, eh? That's, that's <laughs> our sort of, uh, our meat and drink. So just ease up. Ease up, IOC. Anyway, if I was going to put Olympic, I was going to put cricket in the Olympics, I would do it differently. I wouldn't play T20. I would play T10. Yep. And I would smash out as many mm. games as you could a day. And I would make it for every country to participate in it so that you can genuinely grow the global game rather than or grow the game globally rather than just providing yet another tournament. What do you think about that is? Mate, I totally agree. Uh, that's why I love cricket. They're always invigorating. They, they're inventing, changing the way that games played. T20, T10, 100 ball. Um, mate, I totally agree. It'll be a great opportunity for for you know, goal, uh, cricketers around the world to potentially go to the Olympics. You know, it's amazing that these these players and these Olympians get to, get to go to the Olympics. And I know the IOC has already come out. They've said that they're keen. I think in Lo- Los Angeles, twenty thirty two, they think they're pushing for the for the cricket to be held. And uh, watching, I think um, I think one of the I think the IOC or the ICC has already reached out to a lot of the major 
cricketing organisations to get their backing. And I think they've got the backing because one thing we want when we go to these Olympics is we want our superstars to be playing in these events. And with the cricket calendar at the moment, it's already jam-packed. So what we're hoping is mm. that we do have the Chris Lins, the Chris Gales, yeah, the rock stars, the Joe Roots. We want those guys to go to the Olympics because how good is it when you watch the basketball and you see a Kevin Durant running around against the, the Aussie Boomers or, or you know the, the teams like that? That's what it's about. We want to champion our champions and we want our superstars at these events. So if the, the buy-in is from, from these teams with all the money and, and they release their, their top superstar players, then I'm all for it, mate. Yeah, good call. Good call about the, the best players being available. I think that's spot on. And that's our best players too, you know, the Kane Williamsons and, mm. and the Tim Southies and Trent Bolts, those guys um, as well. So, look, I think it's 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 something which, you know, Greg Barclay, who is now the boss of the ICC, he will be pushing. He's a former New Zealand um, chairman uh, and he's now in the, in the prestigious role there at the ICC. So a lot falls on his shoulders, but he's a very very astute customer and and he understands the need to grow the game globally so i'm sure we're we're in safe hands there not so much in safe hands as louis private text to you and me just before uh is he so he said i thought you're about the usd not the rupee baz how's about that for a little spray while we're trying to broadcast to the to the nation hey a little touch up from the producer all about the usd yeah. not the rupee oh. <laughs> well, he's right, Bez. He's right, Bez. You don't take anything but USD. He's, you're right. You're right. You're right, Louis. Mate, I, I do things for the love of it, you know? I'm all about just trying to share the love with everyone, not unlike yourself, is he? You know, we like, you've got a couple of bills to pay, you know? We've got horses to feed, mouths to, mouths to feed, kids to dress. Not greedy. But you do want to get paid occasionally, and sometimes the USD is quite a good currency for it. So, no, no problems there, Louis. Mm. <laughs> uh, what, um, what do you reckon? Like, what about some of those other countries out there is that don't play cricket at the moment? Who you think could be quite good at T10 if it was in the Olympics? Any, anything off the top of well, your head? Well, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Well, you got a team like Bangladesh that are knocking on the door, how good would it be for them? I don't know how they medalled at the Olympics and how if they even got a medal. So that's someone like them that could potentially push for a medal. Uh, you know, how does it work with the West Indies? Did they, they won't go as the West Indies, will they? Because will, will, Great Britain goes Great Britain. Yeah, true. Will the West Indies go as West Indies? How would that work in that situation? I, yeah, no, they'd, no, they'd all have to split up into their respective islands, wouldn't they? And I tell you who would be a red-hot crack, and that's a team which I've coached in the... CPL, the Caribbean Premier League, and that's Trinidad and Tobago. They are yeah. dynamite when it comes to T20 cricket, and they would be outstanding in T20. They'd be my favourites, actually. That's a really good point, is. They'd be red-hot favourites with me to win that tournament. Jamaica would also be would be up there. So a couple of good ones. See, how good would that be? How good would that be when you see a Trinidad-Tobago or Jamaican team pushing for a final? Well, Great Britain... You know, obviously with Ireland, they've got a cricket size. Scotland, England, you know, with them uniting to perform Great Britain at, at, the, uh, at the Olympics for the, for the cricket, would they be a strength, you know, with a couple of the, well, more, more players to choose from or will it be predominantly an England side? You know, th those are the things we've got to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating, isn't it? 
That's good. I quite like it. I like where you're going with that, actually. Get the full Great Britain side taking on various teams. Plus, then you've got all those other nations as well. Be fascinating to see how the ROC went at T10 cricket. That's for another time. After, well, a little bit later in the show, we're going to be joined by Dame Nolene Tolder, and that is going to be a fascinating chat on one of our best coaches operating at the moment. I'm looking forward to picking her brains. And then later is Aaron Smith. So that's going to be good chat as well. It is coming up to 7.30 a.m. here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And that means it's time for Trudy with the news. And Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Certainly do, Trudy. 29 minutes away from eight, and I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be very fun with Rebel Sporter, who's celebrating their 25th birthday or anniversary. We are counting down our top 25 sporting moments from the last 25 years. Not an easy, not an easy job that John Day has been lumped with. Just um, reaffirming some stories there from Trudy. Yeah, former Black Cap Chris Cairns is on life support after collapsing in Australia. Uh, it's understood he, he suffered a medical, a major medical emergency with his heart in Canberra last week. So we're thinking of Ken, uh, Chris and his family. It's it's a tough story. And Baz, your Warriors, this isn't ideal for them. Their faint hope of finals have taken a hit after the NRL judiciary um, have come in and, and stamped out Dallin Watene Zelezniak for having his contrary conduct charge quashed. So he's the third warrior rubbed out of Sunday's game against the Bulldogs after he was found guilty of carelessly kneeing Cronulla Sharks centre Will Chambers. So Will Chambers, who is the same <laughs> bloke that Kane Evans swung at and gave a couple of little little one-twos to, he has been absolutely winding them up and he's managed to potentially derail the Warriors' finals run. So that's not ideal for your Warriors. And, and lastly, Baz, I'll, I'll leave you with this because I've just put up a little poll on our Twitter Baz and Izzy for breakfast. I'd love to go and see what everybody has to say about this, and that's whether what you are looking forward to. Um, oh, sorry, do you agree with Baz? T10, T20, or no cricket at all in the Olympics? So go and have a look there on our Twitter. Have a vote at the moment. No cricket at all at the Olympics is leading. So people are a little bit here nor there on the idea, Baz. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Well, I think that cricket at the Olympics would be quite good, but that's why that's, that's why everyone's entitled to an opinion, and it's a Twitter poll. So very good. Grant Elliott agrees with me. He says in a text, Grant Elliott, what are you doing texting in? You've got our individual numbers. You could text us straight up, but I appreciate your support for Baz and Izzy for breakfast, Grant. Grant says, <laughs> Jamaican fielding team, gun. Spot on. How good is that fielding side? Imagine them. Just fast, absolutely rapid. And just quickly, you made mention of the Warriors. What you haven't picked up on the Warriors is that the Warriors like adversity. The harder it is, the mm. tougher they are, Louise. Mm. So don't worry about the Warriors. They're going to keep kicking, and they'll be there or thereabouts come final time. Izzy, what do you reckon? A bit of, a bit of Grant Elliott for a, a Wednesday morning? That's nice for him to text in. Oh, great from the from the Javi. He's such a good champion. He's uh, he's a great man, and he's right, man. That J- Jamaican fielding team, you wouldn't get any singles. You wouldn't want to run on those arms, mate. They'll be they'll be in the, they'll be <laughs> catching that ball in a flash. So that, he's definitely right there. But back to the Warriors chat, and about with the um, Dylan Zelezniak uh, and his disciplinary. The only winner out of that is Will Will Chambers. Yeah, you know, Will Chambers went out there and he knew to get under each and every single Warriors skin 
And Nathan Brown spoke afterwards that, you know, the boys, they can't match it. That's what Will Chambers does every single game. He tries to get under this, under each player's skin, and then he rattled them. He rattled them, and Nathan Brown spoke about it. He was very disappointed. Most of them were his senior players, and to see them react mm. in that certain way is not a great look. You know, as a senior player, they should know better, and um, I know he'll be very, very disappointed. Uh, but you're right. They love a bit of adversity, and if they can win this weekend, that's the chance in the eight. Go on, the Warriors. Kick, kick in the final throws of the NRL competition for 2021. They're not the only ones struggling with a bit of discipline, though. So are the All Blacks. And we can talk about that a little bit later on. And I'm keen to get your sort of thoughts on how that review in the All Blacks would have gone down as well. We'll do that a little bit later in the show. But shortly, or coming up very soon, is a champion New Zealander and coach of the Silver Ferns, Dame Nolene. Tauroa, and I'm looking forward to that chat. So we'll be back with her soon. And this is Baz Nizzy for breakfast, and it's 24 minutes to 8. 18 and a half minutes away from 8 o'clock here at Baz and Nizzy for breakfast. Double eight, double three is the text line. Boys, you got it all wrong. Olympic cricket, super sixes. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate that, man, on double eight, double three. That would put you right there potentially to come away with a temper Pillow valued at $299 for text of the week or for text of the month. Uh, that lovely temper queen size bed valued at $10,000 that Grant Elliott is trying to get a piece of, Baz. He's really just got to allow that one for everyone else out there. He doesn't need a. He's only light anyway. He doesn't need a temper bed, although I'm sure he'd love one. He might have a snoring problem just like his. Anyway, we digress again on Baz and Izzy for breakfast as we tend to do. But now it's time to get serious. And we're serious. Chat is with one of New Zealand's best coaches. She's Dame Nolene Taurua. And she is fresh off announcing the 17-strong Silver Ferns squad alongside another development squad as well with an eye to grow depth for the future of New Zealand netball. We're so, so lucky to have Nolene join us this morning on the show. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, let's let's get serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't really morning, mean that. You know, like sometimes you just, <laughs> sometimes you just get the wrong words and they come out on radio. We're trying to learn this, but we don't really know what we're doing. So apologies if we if we make any mistakes. <laughs> and please just cover us. Oh Dame, no. <laughs> I know. I was having a wee chuckle, but um, I think it's cool. So thanks for having me on. <laughs> oh, thank you. How exciting is it for you guys at this time of year when you announce a, a new squad and, and all the, the anticipations leading up to that and then finally to announce it and, and get those good feelings going? Oh, look, I, I, it is actually exciting and, and you put it in a great way because it takes a long time. I think when we were last out on court, it was February. Uh, we had a great, um, I suppose, series against Constellation Cup. We haven't beat our nemesis and had our handle or our hand on that cup for ages so that was really good for us and, and very promising and you know we wait for a and z uh to finish so it's sort of like we're, we're, we're horses at a, at the starting gate but um a lot goes mm-hmm. into the planning and preparation for camps and this is just the final thing in regards to getting the list sorted and knowing definitely where we need to go moving forward Hey, Nolene, my, my sister will be very, very excited with this uh, interview. She's already sent me about 300 questions to ask you, but I'm going to ask my own question <laughs> to start. 
You named the squad yesterday <laughs> with some right. exciting new additions with four debutants added to the squad. I want to ask you about Grace Nowicki. In that final, she was pretty clutch with her play, but I know you, and you're a tough one to please. Were you happy and you're pretty excited with what she can bring to the squad? Yeah, look, she's been, um, I suppose, in the system, netball system, uh, for at least two years now, and still amazing that she's only 19. I think, holy heck, you know, what was I doing when I was 19? But um, I think the shift that she's made over a short period of time, for me, uh, demonstrates her work ethic and her training ethic. Um, she's sort of been in the New Zealand scene, in and out, in and out, sort of thing around her fitness standards. But um, really through the support of Mystics and, and them recognising that they actually want to grow silver ferns, they've also picked up the standards within their own environment. So, I mean, the likes of a Grace um, and even a Peta, Toyava, Filda, all those players who aren't really, what I say, uh, you know, physically, that's the area of strength. But um, through Mystic's support there, they're, they're starting to hit those targets and playing some beautiful netball. So, I mean, with Grace, I think once again it showed in the grand final how much she's a weapon. Um, and yeah. not only with her uh, physical capability now, her engine improving, uh, her ability mm. to be strong under huge, um, I suppose, defensive uh, challenges. Um, her elevation, which is a natural strength, and her ability to put up 40 yeah. or 50 goals per game is world class. Um, I can't believe, as they say, she's 19. Uh, she was a cool customer out there <laughs> in grand finals, didn't quiver, didn't see her knees knock at all. Um, and I just can't wait. I can't wait to see her out there against the likes of a Courtney Bruce, who's one of the best goal keeps for Aussie. And Jeeva Mentor, who's been around the trap for so long, once again, a legend in our sport. So, you know, we have high hopes, but also she's so grounded. So um, she's awesome, and I can't wait to work with her. Oh, I'm pretty sure she'll be nervous. When, uh, I was coached by the Sir Gordon Titchens and used to really regret going into camps. And what I'm kind of getting a little insight <laughs> is to, these camps are absolutely torturous. Can you just delve into a bit of what's involved <laughs> into these training camps? Is it just, are you getting the army lieutenants in and are they just drilling the girls, you know, getting putting them through their paces? Oh, look, I have actually in the day been to Gordon Titchen's um, camps and yeah, God, <laughs> when you talk about knees quivering, uh, I'm on the sideline and I, I feel like that and sorry for the guys. So I know what you mean. Look, one of the things that we, I, I suppose, is a recipe for us and it has worked. Um, we don't have long with the players. I mean, it's only a week prep and then pretty much we're playing against an international one of the things that I've learned along the traps is, you know, we've got to learn on the court. Um, our training, everything is based around what we actually do and need to do. Um, so sort of no use us running up a hill when we're not running up a hill on a court. So because of that, the whole idea is us to be able to put each other under pressure. Um, you do know the cream that rises to the top. But also, I think, you know, even though at the time it sucks, and I, can, I understand that with, with the players, <laughs> but it's a, such a sense of achievement. You know, when you do come through and you know everybody's just given it, and, you know, through the goods yeah. and the bad, you know, you learn about each other and, and you know how far people can stretch themselves. And I think 
when there's nowhere to hide, that's just the ultimate to be able to build a great team. So, you know, that recipe is definitely there. Um, we also play an explosive game as well. So, um, and for us to keep up with the Aussies, we can't afford just to be one-dimensional. So, um, you know, we've got to be able mm. to take them on physically. We're working to really, I suppose, aspire to be dominant, um, you know, and what everything that goes around with what that means. So our behaviour, so if we're heaving and we're unfit and all the rest of it, that's not a dominant look. <laughs> You know, so it's, it's all, you know, it's not necessarily all the act, but it's all those behaviours that make a difference. And, you know, and if we're going to go down, we're going to go down together and, and we've done the best. So these camps yeah. are doozies. Busy. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon that question's been asked of Nolene beforehand by people who have gone into the camps because <laughs> it sounded like she's had to give that that uh, explanation a few times. I think it was in the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, they talk about starts with hard work, ends in champagne. As a fellow coach, I sort of try and use that as a bit of a way too to try and fox everyone into thinking that we need to be real fit and then we can go out there and play positively. So I love the, what you're talking there. Nolene, hey, just what about yourself? You've been around the game now for so long. You've done so much and achieved so much. How do you personally stay still motivated and and how do you keep bringing about new challenges to to push yourself forward as a coach? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm probably one of those people that when I'm not challenged, um, oh, God, I'm terrible. I mean, I could be lying down. Um, (laughs) Um, I think the biggest thing for me is probably that balance. Um, I know it's a cliche, but it's it's the same for me as well in keeping my home life balanced. And I always find if the kids are all right, hubby's all right, then I'm all right. So that's always a good start. Uh, making sure they've got food in the cupboard, that's always a good tick. And, you know, the clothes are washed and everything <laughs> like that, just so those basics. Um, but I, I love the challenge, you know, like... That's what gets me going. The harder it is and the more that people say you can't do it or, you know, you've got your back against the wall, I just love that stuff. Um, I really want... I I feel our players are awesome. Like, um, I've done a bit of a stint over in Oz and, you know, the resources that they get over there is amazing and the government support and everything's central. Whereas we're travelling, we're still a bit of an old school going up and down the highway. You know, um, we, we're not centralised, so we do the best that we can. It's always like in New Zealand, the old number eight wire. And I love that bit about outsmarting the opposition, the video, and being one step ahead and the planning. And not being, I think, ruthless in regards to our approach and not resting on our laurels. So I, I think for some respect, that's me. Um, but, you know, the husband says, you know, I'll go down with the sinking ship. And I don't know if that's a positive or a negative, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'll give it my all. And, and I love that. You know, I, I want to go out there. I want to win. And not only that, I just want to show great netball. Um, so, yeah, that's probably what drives me. Awesome. Awesome. Just before we go, one last quick question uh, from my sister. She'll hate me if I don't ask this. If the New Zealand cop should <laughs> adopt the two-point super shot to encourage more distance shooting and build confidence. Do you reckon we should adopt that? Oh, look, um, SCCN over in Australia, they do that, and it's quite interesting because looking at the stats, even though, you know, out of five shots, they'll get one in, 
and there's a big, such a big hoopla with the broadcasters, and you know they blow their horn, but hey, you miss four shots. Um, so the numbers aren't actually any better. And when I look at it, the teams who are winning aren't doing the super shots. Um, so it's just oh. a fad, honestly. Like there's nothing there. The stats showing um, the Australians aren't actually taking longer shots. Um, so. Yeah. For us, it also changes the game. Um, so the defence is a wee bit different. They let the ball go underneath. And for an international game, it's different different rules. So all I say to the Australians is keep going what you're doing. <laughs> because hopefully awesome. it makes a awesome. difference to when we play the international, which is a different <laughs> rules. Uh, and they're not improving, because yeah. I can see it in the stats. They're missing more shots, and they're changing their own style of game. So... Uh, I hope it doesn't get adopted into New Zealand. We do have a fast five sort of version, which is a shorter game, which is a two-point shot, uh, which is you know yeah. a kapow, an entertainment sort of value. I hope it stays in there and we keep the traditional game. Awesome, awesome. Well, great little insight there. Thanks so much, Nolene Todua. She's the Silver Ferns coach. Good luck for the four-match series against Australia Diamonds coming up. We wish you all the best and we're very, very proud of what you and the Silver Ferns are doing and representing New Zealand. So thank you so much. Oh, awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thank you. Oh, there you go, Good work, guys. It is coming up six minutes to eight, so we better get off and pay some bills on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Coming up to Trudy with the news. 0800 at any stage is the Kenatai phone line. Get in touch. And Izzy, after your chat with Dame Nolene, Honey Hitomi's coming through on Twitter telling you should get out there and do one of her fitness sessions. <laughs> Mate, I'll, I'll pass on that. So, no, Honey, I know how fit you are and you'll be right amongst that. But what I'm doing right now is I'm watching Baz eat a sausage roll. So either of us are not going to be doing any sort of fitness over the next wee while I could tell you that for a fact <laughs> uh, uh, he's, he's got so much food in his mouth he's actually and he's sipping on that McCafe coffee he actually doesn't even want to come back on here you've caught him out is he you've absolutely done him here that's brilliant <laughs> I've caught him out I've caught him out he's eating he's eating but no we've got Aaron Smith coming up after the break be great to chat to our 100 test all black and see what Get a little insight into what's happening in the All Blacks. So, very exciting coming up, Louis. Yes, absolutely. Aaron Smith, the Centurion. And so much next hour as well. Your texts on double eight, double three have been stacking up. We'll get to those and see if we can dish out a temper bed or pillow. But now it's time for the news with Trudy. Thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Kia ora and good morning. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. And it's just after 8am on Wednesday, the 11th of August. We've had some great guests on again this morning. Just recently we had Dame Nolene Tauroa on and she was fabulous. And we could have talked to her all day. Maybe not about some of the fitness tests, though. They sounded very, very difficult. And certainly not for those who have just been stuffing their face with a sausage roll, which I was hoping to get away with. <laughs> until my good mates <laughs> outed me on national radio. But anyway, it's, uh, we've got Aaron Smith coming up soon, and our man Izzy Dag is looking forward to that one. Is Yeah, great to be able to chat to 
as a Smith coming in off his, on his day off. And I know it's golf day for the lads too. So we'll have to have a chat to, to Azza. And I've got a wee golf comp going up, going on at the moment. It's called Hot Halo Golf. And there's about, I think there's about 10 of them involved. And they hit every Wednesday, they head to a golf course. And last week, they played Tara Edie. So, hey, they're not, they're, they're not short of a, you know, they're not playing all these goat tracks, mate. They're heading straight to the top of the food, food chain, aren't they? Well, that's what you all black fellas do, isn't it? You just swing from the chandeliers. How's about this for a text from Tim, the teacher from Mount Pleasant? Morning, Basils and Daggles. Interesting. You mentioned Bangladesh <laughs> earlier and Olympic medals. I can report that they have not won one single medal at the Olympics. It's the most populous nation never to have won a medal. Well, Tim, that is good train spotting there on the Olympic train spotting. Well, I'll tell you now, if they play T10 cricket in the Olympics and it's played in subcontinental continental conditions at any stage, then Bangladesh are a big chance of meddling. So just give them the opportunity. The ICC and the IOC, let's get together and get T10 cricket in the Olympics. What do you reckon is? Over to you, my mother. Yeah, 100%, mate. I totally agree. That'd be awesome. Well, I heard a story that yesterday that Philippines, one of the guys that won a Philippines gold medal, he got a million bucks he got two houses given to him, and he also got free flights to anywhere in the world. So I wonder if one of these these Bangladesh cricketers or the next person in Bangladesh, if they win a medal, I wonder what they're going to receive for that that one, mate. But that's awesome. So hopefully they do. We've got some great chat, actually, about this cricket. I think it's a very, very hot talking yeah. point, and whether it's uh, achievable. We've got another one here. Hey, Baz, cricket at the Olympics can't be a T10 as it doesn't meet the IOC's criteria of being a version of the, of the sport with an existing international championship. That's what the SEN commentator Adam Collins just tweeted. So what, what's your thoughts there, Bez? Yeah, that's from Albie from Napier as well. And yeah, I, I understand that. That's why I said the ICC and the IOC, you see? Mm. Lots of Cs. What yeah. I'm saying there is the ICC need to make T10 cricket a an international championship event. You hold an event every now and then, you get the status for it, then you can qualify for the Olympics. I know a big cricket man is Aaron Smith as well, so we'll have a chat to him when he gets on about a little bit of cricket as well. I'll tell you one thing I did just get as well, Izzy, with my sausage roll, which was dropped off to me by yeah. it, my good mate at Waikato Stud, he also bought me a little McCafe coffee. Absolutely laughing. You need to get yourself a little... Delivery structure set up down mate, there in the hoker. Mate, talk to me about the setup you've run in. Like, this ain't the first day you've had a McCafe coffee and a sausage roll. You're getting it daily. So talk to me. What's going on here and what do I need to do? And Daisy, if you're listening inside, can I please have some poached <laughs> eggs on some Vogels with a little bit of Marmite and another fresh coffee, please? Because I'm sick of watching my co-host here. I'm absolutely fading away. Maybe I need it because I'm snoring at the moment. The first signs of snoring is you're uh, a little bit overweight. So maybe, maybe I don't need it, but I'm absolutely hungry now watching you stuff your face. Yeah, sorry, bro. I mean, I don't need the sausage roll either, but those wise words of the doyen, the voice of sport in New Zealand, Ian Smith, ringing loudly in the, in the ears of both Baz and Izzy, <laughs> that pastries are not good when you are doing breakfast radio because you will blow out. So I'm concerned that that's, a, that's an option, but I'm loving the McCafe coffee this time of the morning. Hey, just on that, just on that, Bears, we've got to give Louisa uh, Smith a shout-out in Hawke's Bay. I know uh, Smithy's wife, 
she's a huge, huge fan of the show, and I just actually can't believe right. it that because uh, I know Smithy's a big fan of our show too. Uh, you know, so thanks for your support. We really, really appreciate that, Baz. Yeah, thank you, Louise, and all the kids as well. We've had Angus Texan too, so we're very grateful to the Smith family. We're such amazing. I oh, actually, I'm, I mean, Louise does an amazing job putting up with Smitty, eh? I mean, he goes to Turks pretty much every day and then sort of comes home and, and just not nails the radio. So, look, she's fantastic. I hope we have, have entertained you this morning as well, Louise. Um. While we're trying to track down Aaron Smith, we, he might already be on the golf course. Actually, is maybe he's maybe he's got that. He might be. He might. Be. We should chat about the Bledisloe Cup. We should chat about the split coming up this weekend, mate, and uh, and get some get some calls about or get some texts about that. So one thing, this potentially could be the final uh, game for the All Blacks in New Zealand. They potentially could be going to over travelling around uh, around the world for three months. So I want to put the question out to, to everyone out there. Send us a text. This is the last match on our shores for the year. Be easy to say just we, we just want to win. But I want to know what type of performance you're after as a nation. Flick us a text on double eight double three. What sort of performance would you like to see from our All Blacks? Uh, it, I don't want just the win. I want a bit of detail on what you think that you'd like to see from this team. Uh, give us a text on double eight double three because it's a huge, huge matchup coming up. Well, what what performance do you want to see? Is what do you want to see from this all back side? Look, uh, what I want to see is I want to see the uh, what I've, I'm lacking at the moment. What I want to see, I just want to I want to see this all back side when they're put under immense pressure when things are when things when they're under the pump, they're on their goal line. They're, they're putting everything on the line. They're putting their body on the line to stop at any cause, any points being scored. Yep, three points is okay. I'm happy with the three points. But it's when they're on their line and they're defending that they actually defend what like their lives uh, depend on it. That's what I want to see. I want to see that ruthless, uh, that ruthless edge, that ruthless um, ability to defend uh, at all costs. That, that's that's the one thing I want to say. I feel like at the moment they just haven't been quite ruthless enough with um with their uh, state of play, and they haven't they haven't had they haven't had a dominant performance for for a few a uh, fair while now. So I want to I want an absolute dominant dominant performance and some ruthlessness from the from the lads. So tell me then, what you've been in many All Black reviews after a Test match. So what they review on a Monday, I guess, and. And how does that review look? How does it how does it take shape? Just for those who who haven't been lucky enough to be in an all black um, setup. Yeah, like so. You you're, every Monday morning at eight thirty, you, you walk into the meeting room and they'll review um, the all black state of play, what they did well, what they did wrong. Most of it's what they did wrong, and I'm pretty sure from Fozzie's uh, comments post that match, that last 12 minutes, they were very disappointed to uh, to let in three tries in 12 minutes. So I'm pretty sure the whole review would be on that. And what does that come down to? That just comes down to cohesion. Um, the reserves coming on probably didn't add, uh, probably didn't, um, add, in, add that extra punch to, to the team. You know, the, uh, All Blacks rugby is, or, or any rugby, the reserves are a big, big part of that rugby. And you look back to... 10 years ago or 8 years ago when the All Blacks were playing overseas and they were playing South Africa or they were playing England overseas, that last 20 minutes was when they really won those won those big games, when you had the um, 
when you had the reserves. A guy like Bowden Barrett, when he came on all those years and he'd score match-winning tries, he'd provide that punch. White Crockett, TJ Perenara, like guys like that, they'd come on and um, absolutely provide that, provide that punch. So that whole um, review would have been about that. And and to be honest, I've I've never been in a review with with Ian Vosler. Um, so my question Ooh. is, I know when I was with Steve Hansen, you, you're sitting on the edge of your seat, mate. You're just worried about getting owned. I've already spoke about him you know, <laughs> making Richie McCall put on a tracksuit. So my whole question is, I hope that Ian Foster is holding these players to account and, and holding them accountable for when they are making these mistakes. And so, so that's the one thing I put. So the coach would lead that review, right? So Ian Foster would lead it, or is there a speciali- yeah. specialist coach or senior players? Coaches them. So the coach would lead it. Um, uh, Steve Hansen was up the front pointing the finger at, at a lot of the players and uh, keeping everyone on the edge. So I'm pretty sure that Ian Foster will be leading it from the front as well. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's an hour session and they'll be just going on, on things they need to work on. And and the one thing I, I saw from that game, I wrote a few things down. I thought um, their fla- I thought the face play attack was. Um, I, th- I felt they never earned the right to go wide. You know, they were just passing the ball and, and their running lines, they were very, very lateral uh, with their attack. So for, for me, they've got to earn the right, whether that's Brody Retallick and, and the guys in the middle, the props, you know, running those nice little tip lines, inside shoulders, earning the right, and then going wide when it's absolutely on. Uh, their set piece, I thought that the, the line-out defence was very good. I thought they defended the line-out. Um, Australia's line-out was very poor, and I thought they, they put them under a lot of pressure there, so that was a big tick for me. I thought the scrum was, yeah, wasn't was great, but Australia brought in a big pack and put them under a lot of pressure there. But I, I thought at times as well we had moments um, we had moments when we had an opportunity to attack off a set piece. I didn't think we had too much variation from it. I thought uh, there was one play there when, when Richie got it, and then he just did a little outside ball to David Harvilli and I think Seva Reese was on the inside. Um, I, I could kind of understand what they were trying to achieve there, but that was that was a very lateral uh, play as well. So I just thought that they needed probably to be a bit more direct, and that comes down to what I spoke about before, being a bit more ruthless and tr- not trying to get the gravy straight away. We've got to earn the right to, to go wide. Yeah, well, that's fascinating insights, actually. And obviously the discipline as well needs to improve. We are probably a little lucky last week that we didn't lose anyone to, to the sin bin. I think, well, we had 25 or 26 penalties as well. That's got to improve, doesn't it? Yeah, this, discipline-wise, I think there were seven penalties against the All Blacks in that first half compared to one. Uh, most of them were from that, that scrum. You know, the boys were collapsing, going down. So I don't know, but have an absolute clue what goes on in that front row, so I won't even attempt to talk about it but um <laughs> yeah like there's just just things in that in that game that they'll be pretty disappointed with and i know this week the boys will be on edge whether they are going to make some changes it'll be interesting to see um whether they bring in uh, uh joe moody who's coming off he's coming back from injury he's a big big loss in that in that front row he's someone that brings a ton of experience and he'd absolutely um you know shore up that that front row and that scrum so they've got a f- yeah, few decisions to make, but what I want for this week is I want a ruthless edge, and I want a ruthlessness that, that when they walk off the field, they're very, very proud um, for what they've done out there because this is the last match in New Zealand. They need to need to put on a show before they travel. 
Okay. Well, there's a couple of work-ons there, straight from Izzy Dag, and uh, another work-on is trying to get a hold of old Hazza Smith at some stage too. Maybe he is on the golf course, and he's hit one deep into the rough rather than down the fairways at Tara Iti. Let's get to a couple of texts, and we're going to change things up a little bit. Cricket or breakdancing at the next Olympics? A no-brainer, in my opinion. Next, Tana will be going for gold in tiddlywinks. Tim from Dunedin. There's another Dunedin boy. And then this one from Zimmo. The All Blacks need more Ma Nonu, Christian Cullen, Izzy Dag, Flair. The ability to finish off is missing, <laughs> as is a more ruthless defence. So he, Zimmo, agrees with you there as well. Izzy, I'm going to just bring in our man Louie, who's going to take us down a different route. Yes, Louis. boys, and I've been absolutely loving here as he talk about the processes that are involved. That's the gold, isn't it? And the texters are on double eight, double three. Lots of people putting themselves in the, um, putting themselves right there to have a good night's sleep in that temper bed. So fair enough as well. It's interesting times. But I want to talk about the TAB, and I want to talk to our man Paul Moate. It is time for a TAB update, Baz. Bet on your favourite sports with the TAB app today, Paul. You're on the line, and you've thrown me under a bus. <laughs> morning, morning, boys. Um, well, look, um, we're at Rickerton Park today. Uh, we've got our standard uh, bonus back promotion on races one and two at Rickerton Park, but um, we thought that's not enough. We've got to do something else. It's, uh, what is it, Hospitality New Zealand 131st Grand National Hurdle Day. Um, so we're going to get Louie to tip out a horse. <laughs> And, and so Louis's got to tip out a horse uh, and then all the punters have to do is just place a fixed odds win bet on Louis's tip and if the horse doesn't win but finishes second, third or fourth they'll get a refund up to $30 as a bonus bet. Standard T's and C's apply and it uh, applies to the first bet on uh, your first bet on that race. So Louis, you have the... The hearts of the nation in your hands, I guess. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Paul. Love, love, <laughs> I, I, I love this, and it's we're, we're lucky. I've just been up all night doing form. Uh, that's why I actually, <laughs> that's that's why I get up at quarter to four in the morning, so I can just go to the Love Racing website and go through all of the form. Look, for this, you want a consistent horse. You want something because we don't want to lose people's money. We want something that's going to run in the first four. And I think I've found one. Actually, Terry Kennedy's got a great hand to play today, but we're going to race number seven, a horse called Desert Magic that gets a little bit of space in its races and seems to perform well. Alan Nicholas, who is the dead set flying apprentice jockey, goes down and jumps on. Barrier nine, at that time of day, it's going to be wet. It's going to be a little bit sloppy down there. It'll be heavy, no doubt. Over the 1,000 metres, so down the chute there. It'll be nice. Hopefully, Alan can get it into a nice part of the track. $4 into 380 a little bit, so the punters are keen, as is. And it listen, listen to the form line here, Izzy. This is the sort of form line you hate because it hasn't won one in a while. 3-5, two, two, two. But I'll tell you what I'm getting from out of that. The last five, it's only come out of the four one time. So, number two, Desert Magic in the seventh. Do you like my logic, Paul? All right, I'm going to have a bet on it. That's brilliant. I can't believe that Ellen Nicholas is still getting three kilos off. She's She's been riding winners for fun. Oh, we're getting a claim as well, Paul. How good. We're, getting, we're claiming under 56. I'll tell, 
I tell you what, that to me was out and out you trying to talk yourself into the bit there, I reckon, Louis. <laughs> trying to go with all these magical form guides and just references to claims and how they're going to ride the horse. It's like you are trying to talk yourself into the 380. I'm trying to. Absolutely clutching. But I'll back you in anyway, Louis. Thank you, Baz. I'm trying to talk myself in. I'm, look, the reality is there'll be no winner under $10 on the card apart from Chief Sequoia. But, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but hopefully he runs second, third or fourth, and then Paul with his lovely promotion. Thank you, Paul. Promotions in play in hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly always. R18. Don't you love it when your friends at the TAB throw you a little handball right there? Just like Aaron Smith did. We're still trying to track him down. You never know. He might come on before the end of the show. We're still trying it. The boys in the back room are grinding away to try to track down Aaron Smith. Plenty of texts. Double eight, double three. We'll get to those shortly. It's Baz Nizzy for breakfast with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Double eight, double three is the text number. And Baz Nizzy for breakfast with the text of the month. We're giving away a temper queen bed valued at $10,000. And text of the week wins a temper pillow versus 299 So you want a piece of that. And remember, SENZ together with Rebel Sport, who are celebrating 25 years, are compiling New Zealand's top 25 sports moments from those 25 years. So text now on double eight, double three what you think should be on the list. We'll compile them and count them down from Thursday. New Zealand's top 25 sporting moments from the last 25 years for Rebel Sport. Text now, double eight, double three. Baz, how good is it hearing the big man Izzy Dag talk code? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? Just the insights that is offers up and, and just you almost feel like you're kind of in the scene, if, if you know what I mean. You get insights which you can't normally get. So it's pretty awesome listening to Big Is Talk Code. Uh, how's about this one? And it's also got the text machine flying because it's just stimulated a lot of your guys' thoughts as well. Boys, watch Master Plan on Sky last night. It's a South African rugby show. Mate, are they cocky or what? Putting down our boys' performance on the weekend. Felt like saying the last 10 games we've played against the box. We've won eight, lost one, drawn one. Looking forward to Bledisloe though too, boys. I hope we make a massive global statement and shove it, shove it up the world and say we're still up there. We have massive points to prove this year against Argentina after last year as well. That's that's good text, and that's that's what happens is when you talk rugby, mate. Everyone's out there <laughs> listening. You just provoke a little bit of thought and a little bit of emotion, and it's good to see. Good on yous. Yeah, no, cheers. They've got some great texts. This is an interesting one as well, mate. Um, I think it's from my brother. <laughs> I want some go for <laughs> Smithy nailed it on the heads too much. Sideways running, Geordie at fullback. See, that's an interesting one. I, I, I actually picked Geordie to play fullback last week. No disrespect to, to D-Mac. You know, I love what he's about. I just think Geordie brings in that, that the body that's big, physical. He's played a lot at 12 as well, so he adds that much-needed punch in the, on the outside centre there. So I think he'd be great. And last week, we spoke about the kicking as well. Um, I thought in that first 20 minutes, they, they probably didn't kick as, as much as I thought they would have. Um, when, when they did start kicking, they started pinning Tom Banks and um, Jordan Bataille down in their backfield and, and sucked them into actually running out, running out from their own end zone. That's when they started making inways into to that match. So what does Geordie, um, Geordie Barrett bring in? He brings in an absolute raking, monstrous uh, right foot. So someone like him who can plug those corners that can add to the Richie Moonga, the Aaron Smith, 
um, I think he'll be a massive, massive upside to this to this All Black squad. So tomorrow, uh, the team gets named, and now Aaron Smith. He well, he's he's got showing us the door. He ain't coming on the show, and I'm not going to ask him again. So uh, that's your loss, <laughs> Nuggy. Good luck, mate. I hope you spray it and shoot 130 on the golf course today. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. Well, I, honestly, I reckon he's just, like, the reception can be a little tricky in New Zealand, I've noticed, like the phone reception. So I think he was he was desperate to come on our show. He agreed to come on our show. But I think he's just having a little bit of network troubles. Like he's, I mean, he's probably deep in the bush somewhere with his trying to find his golf ball after snapping one off the tee. But we'll get him on at some point, and he'll be good chat, because I know how much fun you two... Uh, have together, and I'd look forward to talking a bit of cricket with him as well because he is a massive cricket fan. So we'll get him at some stage. Aaron Smith, you can't escape Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We will track you down and we will get you at some stage. And when we do, it's going to be fun. And you're going to make us all laugh and show us all how good a bloke you are. Aaron Smith, anyway, we digress again. We're coming up to 8.30, which means we're coming up to Trudy with the news with Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. 28 minutes away from 9 o'clock on SCNZ. Thank you, Trudy. Oh, these 25 sporting moments. The text on double eight double three. Keep getting them in. It's very exciting stuff compiling this list, and we'll have more to tell you about that tomorrow when we know what our list looks like. 0800-150-811 is the Kennard's Hire phone line. Get in touch at any stage. We spoke to Dame Nolene Todor, and they have picked their 17-strong squad for another and another nine athletes in the development squad with plans to build depth ahead of next year's Com Games. So standout performances from Grace Nowicki have earned her a call-up. Still mid-quarter, Kate Herfinen is also in there, and Stars shooter too, Jamie Hume, gets her spot, while Mystics mid-quarter, Peter Toyava, has been recalled to the black dress as well, and something we've been speaking a lot about this morning, cricket at the Olympics is no longer a tantalising dream. After the fashion, uh, after uh, after a lot of debate for a long time, and even when the Olympics were going on, we were talking about this, would you have cricket at the Games? Well, the ICC, they've come out and they've kind of ended all the dreaming for us. They've confirmed its intention to mount a formal bid for the 2028 Los Angeles Games, which is interesting because I don't know if the Americans know much about cricket. I wonder if they'd put a team in. And that'll put a, it'll put a 2020-like competition with eight women's and men's teams. But, Baz, you thought T10 would be more suited to this. So, what did yeah, I do? Did, did you... Did you say the Did you say the Americans wouldn't be very good at cricket? Is that what you said? I said I don't know if they've got much interest in it. Ooh, see that's an interesting space which is developing too. Is an American league which is starting to to build, and they're starting to build some stadiums over there as well. Louis and Izzy, and it's it could be a huge huge market for the game itself because that's the one untapped kind of market so far. Asia is obviously dominant, um, but if you can then open up America. Well, the athletes that they've got, the money that's over there, and their ability to commercialise a sport, it could be ginormous. And I know things are underway with the T20 League at, at this stage. Wow. Um, it sounds like you're angling for some franchisation, which I, I, I love. After your 3x3, um, <laughs> I, I, I like where your head's at, Baz, and I think that you would be a prime candidate. Maybe we could take the show on the road and, and do it out of San Diego or something interesting. Anyway, the poll went up. What about Olymp- uh, cricket at the Olympics? Bang on, Baz, T20, 33%. T20 is the way to go, 20%. And hard no on cricket at all, 46%. So people 
not super interested. Oh, that's disappointing. I guess, I mean, probably those 44% were the cricketers because you don't get paid at the Olympics, eh? So that's probably why the, probably why the poll's so high, I think. Um, yeah, when you say commercialisation of a league, it's already in operation. It's the American Premier League of cricket, and they've got franchises set up already. So my, my team, the Kolkata Knight Riders, who also have Trinbago Knight Riders, so I coach both of those two teams um, in the various Indian Premier League and Caribbean Caribbean Premier League, well, they actually own the Los Angeles Knight Riders in the American Premier League as well. So there's quite a wide um, range of commercial models there already, and that's going to be a huge... Um, well, it's, it could be a huge thing for cricket if they are to crack that American League, and I'm going to need someone, if I end up coaching a team over there, is I'm going to need someone to really sort of bring the culture in for us. So you could be the man, eh? Just come in and... Well, I'll come over with you, mate. I'll come over with you 100%. But you look at the MLS, the the rugby over there, that's taken off, mate. That is a that is a huge league. And I know with the following in cricket and how Americans do events and do sport, they are world leaders, mate. You look at what they do with the NFL, the basketball. It's an absolute show. So I 100% think this cricket over in, in America could be a, an absolute goer. No surprises there. Put your hand up, mate. Let's create a... Let's create a league and create a franchise then we can just become billionaires and we'll be fine and we're good imagine imagine you with a billion dollars in the bank how good a bloke would you be imagine it, <laughs> <laughs> it would be fascinating my shout lads my shout lads <laughs> <laughs> oh dear i tell you what the old tab would take a touch up on the three dollars eighty that they're offering up for desert magic today at race seven if you had a billion in the bank. But anyways, Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ is 23 and a bit minutes away for nine. 0800 150 19 minutes away from nine o'clock. That's the number, the Kennard's High phone line to give Baz and Izzy a call as we go in the sheds. Anything you want to know, anything in relation to what's going on in the world, in the news, or just something you want to get off your chest, send us a text, double eight double three, or give them a call. 0800 150 811 on the Kennards Higher phone line 4. In the Sheds with Baz and Izzy. In the Sheds with Baz and Izzy, all right? And what about In the Sheds with Grant Elliott too? Because he's texting again, old Grunter. The hairy jab. He said, Corey Anderson for the Olympics, USA captain. Now that is a good <laughs> shout. Because he's living in the States. He's about to get married over there to a um, uh, American girl, and he will then qualify. Well, I think he might already have qualified for the USA side. Imagine him rocking out there for the United States of America with the armband on. How good would that be? And there's another one here as well. Is Baz, what's your favorite Caribbean party island? All of them. Is all of them. <laughs> well, keep going, keep going. Well, what do you mean? Why are they so good? Well, look, when you travel to the Caribbean, okay, not just the uh, the history of the West Indies um, cricketers that uh, that you're sort of struck by and, and you're running into all these greats that you used to follow back in the day, but just the grounds, there's so much personality with all the grounds. There's normally a sort of waft of a sort of smoke across the grounds that, that kind of gets you in a good mood. And, and then a lot of the times, every island has its own kind of quirks about it. And... 
You know, when you were traveling there for New Zealand, you didn't tend to see a whole lot of it. But now that you've, I've been involved in the Caribbean Premier League as a player and as a coach, the local guys really take it upon themselves to to show you around and to, to um, show you a, a good time and take you to some of the more local spots in the Caribbean. And it's been absolutely fascinating. There's, um, I like, I'm not against a, a sort of drop of rum as well. The Caribbean rum's hard to beat, and they all have their different sort of types of rums. And so you go around the islands and, and sample each and every one. I think you'd you'd have a pretty good time over there, is. Oh, mate, I follow Chris Gale, Chris Gale on Instagram, and is he is he an absolute king over in over in the islands in the Caribbean islands? Is he an absolute rock star? And have you been up to his house on the hill? <laughs> the universe boss, yes, I have been up to his house on the hill. He holds a hell of a party. I'll give you the tip. <laughs> it's normally I I leave before the party really starts. You sort of you get up yeah, there yeah. and you sort of enjoy kind of the dinners and the festivities. And then you know that it's time for you to leave because, you know, some <laughs> the more serious business is going to start to unfold. So you get back down the hill and you leave the universe boss and all those around him to it. But he's a good time. He's a good man. There's a lot of the others as well. DJ Bravo's a top fella. We might try and get him on at some stage, actually. Imagine if we got the universe boss Mate. and DJ Bravo on Baz Nizzy for breakfast. Please. Cool. Let us know. Tell us what Caribbean star, what West Indian cricketer, double eight, double three, which West Indian cricketer do you want us to get on Baz Nizzy for breakfast? What do you reckon is? Oh, mate, 100%. I'd be absolutely blown away. And actually, that champion, that, that song that they play, that's what we used to play in the Crusaders <laughs> after every win. And all the boys would get up and start dancing around. Oh, mate, I'd absolutely <laughs> love that if they, if they come on. I'd be in awe and I just want to chew the fat mate so no i 100 agree if you want anyone out in the cricketing world give us a text double eight double three you got another message here bears tuning in late this morning fellas warriors how good have you guys ever had a barry crocker shocker of a performance like kane evans in your career clearly in the red and couldn't handle pesty sprays by chambers well I've a hundred percent been uh, distracted from what I needed to do. I think I spoke about it the other day, Bears, when we were talking about the refers, referees, and I uh, they made a crossfield kick, and um, I went up to catch it, and Julian Savia, I thought he knocked it on, and for me that was probably a situation where I got taken away from from the game and got distracted for not not only two minutes, it was actually probably about twenty minutes, and then I was having little in-house battles with. One and only TJ Pedernara, who's probably like a Will Chambers. He's an absolute grinder on the field, mate. What comes out of his mouth is <laughs> unbelievable. So, yeah, in, me versus TJ Pedernara would have to be Will Chambers and Kane Evans. But except I haven't got a good punch in me, so I can't punch a fly on the wall. So anyway, I wouldn't have gone no good on the scrap. <laughs> yeah, it's not. That's just being grated by someone, right? Like that's not necessarily sort of. Like you haven't gone out and and sort of reacted to that, have you? You've just, or or is it, what, like, has it affected your performance, or just grated you? Ah, uh, no, it, it probably didn't affect my performance. It probably just, it just took. It, uh, yes, it, it did it. Uh, yes and no. Like it, it, I I felt like I was still playing well, but. I was probably missing a few opportunities on the field as well. So, you know, when you're constantly worried about another player or you're worried about the touch judge, you're not looking what's in front of you. You're looking to the side. You're looking at this one 
one person that's in front of you instead of looking at the bigger picture. So you're probably missing opportunities. So yes and no, it definitely affected my performance and my ability to, to do my job and play well. Interesting. Interesting. That's that's good knowledge for when we play golf together. Uh, a couple of messages come in here on which West Indian star they would like to get on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. The master bass blaster, Viv Richards, Sir Vivian Richards. There's another one. Get the great Brian Lara on. Kirtley Ambrose, just to hear his deep Caribbean voice. Darren Sammy, passionate about West Indies cricket. Oh, they're all rolling in. I tell you who might know a little bit about West Indian stars, and he might even be able to open up the old contact book. There's Booker's Ian Smith, the voice of sport in New Zealand. He's going to join us very soon, the doyen, and we're going to ask him to sleep on it with temper. It is 12 minutes to nine on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Seven minutes away from sanity. That's what he keeps trying to tell us anyway. Ian Smith up after nine. And, before, so we'd, we'd, and, I, and I can't wait every morning because I, whenever I go on Smithy's show, lads, and I talk about some thoroughbred racing, he always has a little snide remark to make about how he's kind of, he brings in some, you know, sanity. And he always, he can never just let me just do the job, you know. There's always a remark. But anyway, it doesn't get under my skin until I thought, thought about it just then. And then it, maybe it actually does anyway. It's time for sleep on it. Thanks to Temper. They've got mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases, which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. Go on, Baz. Get, get, him, get him in there just so he can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wee, Louis. Crikey, I think he gets right under your skin. That's 1-0 to the doyen, Ian Smith. Zero to you, Louis, unfortunately. Good morning, Smitty. Yeah, good morning. Louis like double tops on the dartboard, isn't he? He's the most popular target. <laughs> He's easy. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, mate. Hey, mate, before we get into, um, before we get into Izzy's um, question that he asked yesterday, a bit of a sobering moment overnight um, for all New Zealand cricketers and New Zealand cricketing fans um, with the news about, about Chris Kens, who clearly our relationship is, is unimportant, the whole thing. The, the, biggest, the biggest point is that he's fighting for his life and, and all of our thoughts and, and prayers go out to, to Chris and his family. I'm sure you've got some thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm right in your camp there. I, I've known Christopher Kens uh, for a lot longer than you, Baz. I, I remember playing cricket with Christopher Kens uh, under the grandstand, the old grandstand at Eden Park and the old changing rooms and in the corridors there. And uh, lo and behold, then I found myself later in life playing cricket with Christopher Kens out in the middle of Eden Park. So, yeah, we, we go back a long way. And, of course, I do with, um, with Lance and Sue as well, right from uh, my start in international cricket. So I feel for them, we all know that uh, their life has not been without tragedy. Um, it's not been without loss. Uh, on a lot of areas, actually, uh, it's just terrible. And now we find this, um, you know, their son, and still, regardless of of what he may have might not have done, and towards the end of his cricketing career, he is their son. Uh, he is their hero, uh, and he still is to a lot of sporting people within this country. So yeah, at this time, I'm praying. You know, I'm not a hugely religious guy, but I am praying, um, and I'm praying for um, the, them to find. Uh, the answer to his uh, immediate problem and for them to fix him because it's it cuts close. It, it really does cut close. And, and knowing them so well, I, I can just see Lance's face right now. I, I really can. Yeah, well, good words, mate. And not an easy time for the Kins family, that's for sure. Um, 
Is got uh, is got a question which he asked yesterday in regards to temper sleep on it, mate. So is if you want to revisit that question for Smitty? Yeah, Smitty. Um, I just asked you yesterday about that sixty thousand dollars for winning gold. Do you think it's fair, or, or did you do you think there should have been more from it? I know you spoke about it on your show yesterday as well. So you want to delve into it a bit more? Yeah, I will. Um, thought about this. Is I've done the maths on it. Um, I reckon if uh, they gave them 10 grand each more per medal, right? So everyone got 10 grand just with inflation and cost of living and et cetera like that because that's what it's for, it's to help out, uh, you know. Mm. Uh, so 10%, uh, which is uh, $10,000 each, so 20 medals, uh, it's 200,000 bucks, and that is less than 10% of what the government gave the mongrel mob. How hard is it? How, how bloody hard is it uh, to reward greatness? Mm. So that, to me, is fairly, fairly simple for Grant Robertson and the Ministry of Sport. <laughs> Find another couple of hundred K. Do the right thing. Reward the superstars. Yeah, I like it. Good call. What about, um, where do you sit on the cricket in the Olympics, mate? Have you got a, you got a thought on that? <laughs> well, I've seen you come through with your T10, um, which I can only suggest <laughs> means that you want to come back because you can't handle 20 anymore, so you want a T10 slog. <laughs> just put a goal. Just... <laughs> Just, just to put a gold medal in the cabinet. Because <laughs> uh, oh. hey, it's not that long away. You can hang in there, boy. You know, you keep playing club rugby and matter matter. That'll keep your fit, fitness off. Stay off, stay off the gaspers and yeah. stay out of the red wine cabinet. You'll, you'll make it, boy. I'll tell you. Oi, Smithy. Smithy, no, you must have eaten a sausage roll before. Yeah, what's, what's I know. Sacrilege of... <laughs> You missed him eating a sausage roll before on air. <laughs> How good. He's good, though. He could have done oh. it right now to really hose me off right in front of me. But that's good that he put the evidence away early. <laughs> so if Louis double tops, where am I on the dartboard, Smitty? Ah, uh, mate. Uh, you're, you're um, where are you, Bess? Um, I wouldn't say you're the bullseye. Uh, <laughs> although I think in your mind you think you're the bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think you. I think you, if I think of you, Baz, what do I think of? Oh, I don't know. I'll put it, it's three darts and I'll get your IQ. There you go. Give me three darts and I'll try and find your IQ. <laughs> oh wow! 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 Oh, some of us have got good darting physiques. Anyway, good luck today, Smitty, on your show. All the very best, mate. It's uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's been a pleasure. Today, we've had some great guests. We, we missed we missed one, though. Aaron Smith, yeah. we're coming for you at some stage, as if. But some great guests, and Dame Nolan Tauroa. And we also had uh, Lydia Coe, a great friend of Izzy Dag, and a great New Zealander doing some amazing things out there, too. So it was a pleasure bringing Baz and Izzy to breakfast for you, uh, to you today. All the best to everyone out there. Stay safe, and thanks to all of our team, from all of us here. Ka kite Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91